BYUSN, BYU football picked 11th in the preseason media poll. Do you believe that after all is said and done, that's a fair ranking? Plus, BYU adds another national championship to the resume. What's the greatest individual all-time performance from a Cougar athlete? Did we just see one of them over the weekend? Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, July 10th. I am Spencer Linton alongside what I am dubbing the original BYU to the Big 12 savant, Jason Shepard. I will allow it. I will allow it and I will enjoy it. <laughs> I will enjoy every moment of it. There are a few Twitter accounts that uh, have reference to that BYU to the Big 12. Yeah. It has me wondering, is that one of your burners, Jason? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to talk right to you. <laughs> I do not own a burner account. Okay. Okay. There is no burner account. Jason's on record. I'm on record. I do <laughs> look. I have enough time. It wastes too much time on my own account. I don't need multiple accounts to be able to waste time on. So yes. yeah, no burner accounts. Yeah. But I will take and accept your your OG Big Twelve yes. savant. Listen, moniker. when you were back at Kearns High School, okay. <laughs> The mid-90s, you were like, BYU needs to be in the Big 12. Uh, look, I didn't even, I had no idea that it was a, a real thing, but I just had this prompting. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. tender mercy, if you will, <laughs> that it was going to happen, and it did. Oh, now BYU is, uh, what, 10 days officially into the Big 12? We're rolling out another big show today. Yes, indeed. The greatest BYU individual performance since dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. BYU football, as Spencer mentioned, picked 11th in the preseason media poll. Is that fair? We will debate. And Sirius XM producer Robbie Triano tells us why he's all aboard the BYU bandwagon. <laughs> that is going to be a fun interview. It's one of the more significant uh, commitments that BYU's fanned uh, group has received. Like it's not, it's, it's not getting the pub that maybe some <laughs> others, but it's just as important. Uh, with that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Congratulations, Cougar Nation. It's been a long time coming, and here we are. Officially going into the Big 12. What's Trending presented by Feast Box, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. We just mentioned lucky number 11. It is my favorite number for what it's worth, Jason. And I did call my shot on Thursday. I said BYU would be picked to finish 11th out of the 14 Big 12 football teams. But now that it's in writing and mm -hmm. it's done and the media has voted, do you feel like number 11 out of those 14 is ultimately fair for BYU football in year one. I guess it's fair in, in respect to where we expected them to be. I do not, when it's all said and done, believe BYU will finish. I believe they will finish higher okay. than where they are picked right How now. How much higher? Now, now that right, that's, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> okay. But I don't believe that BYU is going to finish 11th, 12th, 13th, or 14th. Do they move up? Do they finish ninth, eighth? I, I don't know. I just think that, and I think part of this is because they're one of the new guys. Now, I realize that UCF was, was picked a little higher, obviously, but I, I just feel like you weren't in all likelihood going to get a whole lot of juice right out of the gate in the preseason media poll if you're one of the new 
uh, additions. Sure. So it doesn't surprise me, but I, I, what will surprise me if this is where BYU finishes, because I fully expect them to finish higher than that. Where, I'm not sure. In thinking about it, I, I kind of feel like if BYU can be middle of the pack, and I've really been saying this for the last couple of months, even the last year once we realized this was a reality. If BYU can go in and be middle of the pack year one as a baseline, yeah. you're in really good shape. And then anything above that, like I think BYU's going to surprise people. I think this offense is really, really good. Jason, as cliche as, cliche as it sounds, BYU's right where they want to be. Right. They, I'm telling you, they are right where they want to be in the bottom half. I mean, closer to the very bottom than not, I think is exactly where they need their mindset to be. They want to go and prove that they are better than this. That said, it's a loaded conference. And I understand why the media did what they did. Here's what they're seeing. Oh, they just lost their quarterback to the NFL draft. They lost their best wide receiver to the NFL draft. They lost their best offensive lineman to the NFL draft. So there goes a ton of that offensive production. And their defense was ranked 109th right. out of 131 FBS teams last year. Okay. Now you take a step up in competition. Yeah, BYU is going to be picked to finish where they are, 11th. But you and I, being tied into the program the way we are, we're bought in on 20 guys from the transfer portal yeah. and a handful of those being immediate contributors to help the team get better right away, including the quarterback and your running back. Two of your top and main positions, we think that BYU is going to take a nice step forward or at least maintain that offensive production. Look, and on the defensive side, we have not seen anything of, of note on the defensive side that you can really hang your hat on. But I have 100% confidence in what I have seen so far in what Jay Hill has brought to this defense. From a mentality standpoint, and that's not even, it's, it's hearing the players who are out there practicing every day and are yeah. around this defensive staff. You hear it in their voices that yeah. there is a change. It is different. And so I'm buying in without seeing anything in terms of X's and O's on the defensive side of the football. I believe in what Jay Hill is selling to his, his players on that side of the football. Sometimes you just need a hard reset. Yeah. That's not to say that, you know, BYU didn't do some nice things under Elisa Tuiaki right. and with that staff. And certainly... Elisa had a couple of seasons where the defense was opportunistic and created a lot of turnovers, and the drop eight was working, right, at, at times. But that's not – you just you just need a hard reset sometimes. Sometimes you and, just and need that's a okay. change. So yes. there's excitement. There's an energy. Yes. Right? That, that is and, – and, and that doesn't take away from the talent no. that is there. And you talked about some of the guys coming in. Obviously, the, the defensive front, BYU had a couple of guys coming in there. We obviously know in the secondary. Linebacker has is, is always been a strong position for BYU historically. Yes. So you, you take the fact that they have a renewed enthusiasm and an attitude, and then you combine that with the talent that was coming back and then adding the talent through the transfer portal or through normal you know, recruiting yes. through the high school ranks or coming back from missions, I, I, just, I just find it hard to believe that when, when the dust settles at the end of the year, the BYU is going to be in, 
in the bottom three or four. I just, I just, right now, I'm not buying that. Sure, but it's going to be a hard sell for any national yes. member of the media. I, I totally get it's why they were picked sell. where they were. The analytics suggest, and if you want to look at Vegas insiders, they picked BYU to win essentially five games this season. ESPN FPI has BYU favored in three of 12 games. Bill Connolly's SP Plus is not favorable because of the lost production and the returning not great defense to BYU going out and shocking the Big 12. Uh, but the conference outside of Texas feels like it is pretty wide open. So I gave a three-game window last week where I thought, okay, best case, realistic best case scenario to like realistic worst case scenario. And I set that bar somewhere between five and nine, okay? Five and eight wins. Like, realistic, okay? But BYU could go and win eight games, Jason. They could win. They could go five and four in conference. Or, shoot, they could go six and three in the Big 12, right? And I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if BYU won six conference games, just like it wouldn't shock me if they won three conference games. Right. It's the, the margin of error is so razor thin at the Power 5 conference level. Like, you just need to have the ball bounce your way a few times uh, the right way, and you need to get it a little bit lucky. Uh, but we believe that they have enough skill and enough returning production and enough nice additions that they're going to win at least six games. Well, right? and, and look, and I think they're going to finish middle of the pack. Yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where I'm hoping. You know? And here, here's the thing, and we've talked about this, and I've, I've harped on this, and it's not trying to set expectations low, but – Realize that, as you said, this, this is a jump up. Now, I do expect them to finish higher than 11th. I do. I will be surprised if they don't. But if they, if they don't, this is a process. Fans should not be discouraged. It's, it, you have to ramp up. And you can't expect day one to flip the switch sure. and immediately jump ahead five years because you've got to go through recruiting. You've got to go through finding right. out, okay, what works and what doesn't in this league. So there is going to be a learning process. Now, even with the learning process, I still think BYU ranks, at the end of the year, ranks higher than 11th. Right. But fans have to be okay with this being a process. Yeah. It's not just football. It's basketball. It's everything. This is new and exciting, and it's time to realize that it's, it is going to take some time, and that's okay. Sure. Uh, I think fans, they lean a little bit into the independence thing, helping BYU transition quicker. Yes. They don't want it to take five years. They might want it to take two, right. and they'll lean on that. Well, BYU's been independent. They've faced more similar Power 5 schedules. We'll see how that you all You know as well as I do, though, one loss, and we're going to hear that it's a sh <laughs> it, the, the program's in shambles. <laughs> You, you know we're going to hear it. Depends on how you lose. You know we're going to hear it. <laughs> All right, moving on to topic number two, and I can't think of a topic that fits what's trending more than what is happening with Kenneth Rooks. This is unbelievable. His performance at the USA Nationals has been trending yes. after falling down and still winning the race. Guys like Danny Ainge, Mark Pope, and RG3 yep. have taken to social media to sing the praises of Rooks. So, Spencer, greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete since when? Or is it the greatest? Oh, man. I mean, Jason, like, we gotta, we got to think deeply here yeah. because this is a collegiate athlete who didn't just win the NCAA championship. He won the United States National Championship. In the matter of a month or so, won both. Like, he's better right now, at least in that moment, at historic Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon, He's the best steepler in the country. Yeah. That's, and he's a junior at BYU. And as you mentioned in our stat of the day, 
Uh, actually, I'm not, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to jump ahead of that. We're going to we're going to roll that out okay. in about 20 minutes. Okay, our stat of the day will will show you why it is so special of what Kenneth Rooks did. So, just I mean, we were spitballing this morning. Like, what else has been done? Like individually, it's so incredible. Mike Weir winning the Masters right in 2000. Going, going back three. three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been 20 years. But like, that was an unbelievable pinnacle moment for a former BYU athlete, right? Uh, Jimmer Fredette comes to mind, some of his incredible performances. Uh, he was amazing in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. He was amazing in the Mountain West Conference tournament against New Mexico, and he dropped 52 points and only one free throw. Uh, but, but again, that like, how do you value that right. against other college athletes compared to a college kid competing against pro athletes? Well, and like and another one that came to mind was, was Tyler Algier and the, and the punch. Against against ASU, you fall not down. The ball out. It's a mistake. Yes, you got to get up and you got to track it down. But even something like that seems to pale in comparison to what Kenneth Rooks just accomplished. And I, I can't even imagine, and especially because it happened so early in the race, sure. that you fall down and everything mentally should be telling you, "I'm done." Yeah. And it should it should affect every part of the rest of your race. But it didn't. I can't, and he's going to be on the show later. I can't wait to talk to him about this. I, but I, you, I just don't know what else compares to something on that stage. And, and honestly, maybe it is the Mike Weir at the Masters. Maybe that, because the Masters is so big and it's global, may, maybe that's the closest thing to it. But what Kenneth Rooks did over the weekend is, is on a tier of its own. It's, it's wild because how many amateurs have beaten pros in that type of race and right. that magnitude of race it just, it's very unique Connor Mance going back to back winning the national yep. championship in cross country that was amazing so that's there Steve Young throwing six touchdown passes to win the Super Bowl incredible uh, but I mean it, it's just so unique like what else what what other accomplishment has happened where an amateur a college athlete right. has defeated pros on that stage for BYU. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Well, and the degree of difficulty with what happened. It's, it's not just that he won. It's the story behind it. Everything about that is the story. And, and you heard everybody hashtag never give up. You kept seeing that all weekend long on social media. Now, Kenneth Rooks is a life lesson. Yes, 100%. Church, school, athletics, every coach is going to utilize this example. I teach elders quorum in two weeks. I may have them come in and help me. <laughs> you get the point across, you know what I mean? <laughs> Our question of the day. Kenneth Rooks just pulled off the greatest individual performance by a BYU Cougar since? You fill in the blank. Adam Gibby on Twitter answers... As a track coach, I can honestly say that this is the most impressive performance I've ever seen. Uh, it's wild. Elite runners, he continues, get one adrenaline surge in a race, and falling and getting up takes that. Catching up and having a second kick is nothing short of a miracle. <laughs> Logan White on Instagram adds, hard to think of anything that tops that, not just winning against pros, but doing it in such an incredible and inspiring yeah. way. It is, I can't think of another word. Just unique. Yeah, awe-inspiring. Just, just out there. It's unbelievable. Right? Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. BYU Sports Nation hitting the road to Dallas, Texas for Big 12 Media Days this week. We'll have you covered with interviews with Kalani Satake, Keaton Slovis, Cody Epps, and a number of other head coaches and players from other Big 12 teams. Make sure to watch coming up this week. 
July 12th, 13th, and 14th at noon Eastern time on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our interview with Kenneth Rooks still on the way, but not before we talk to BYU's most recent big-time fan commit. He is SiriusXM Big 12 producer Robbie Triano. Why did he pick the Cougars? Why is he all in on BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Feastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. Oh, wow. This place is big time. Welcome to the Big 12 Conference. Go Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Joining us now is one of the newest big-time fan commits. His name is Robbie Triano. He is a SiriusXM Big 12 producer. But again, Robbie, now you're part of BYU fandom, and, and you're in the fold. You had a lot of options here in the Big 12. And from your, you know, Big 12 producer standpoint to choose a new program, why did you ultimately pick BYU? Well, Spencer and Jason, first of all, thank you for having me on. And why did I pick BYU? Well, as a recruit, a fan recruit, I would say a five-star fan recruit, (laughs) there's five or four reasons why I wanted to pick one of these four Big 12 schools. And the first is history and brand. Who has a better history and a brand than BYU? You can go back downtime. When you talk about college football, BYU's name kind of has to be in there with their amazing quarterbacks, how they kind of revolutionized modern offenses today way back then. And just when you look at the BYU brand, no offense to the other three schools, but when you show the logo, you show the uniform, you talk about BYU, that brand is better than the other three. Second, culture. I would suit up today to play for Kalani Sataki. <laughs> I want to hit someone right now. I feel like their culture, I want to play offensive lineman, even though I'm a 6'2", 180, you know, person. I, I will put on the mask to go play for Kalani Sataki. Three, the location. I mean, I haven't been to Provo, but if I, like all the pictures I've seen from in the stadium, the mountains, I'm a big hiker. That's where I want to be. And four, the thing that I think got me the most, the fans of BYU are just incredible i didn't even think i was going to pick byu but as soon as i posted i'm deciding they flooded me they are an incredible (laughs) group of people i think the enter the big 12 is potentially one of the best fan bases and that's saying a lot because like me working in the big 12 for the past four or five years we have awesome fan bases here so for byu to be among the elite it made a very easy decision i'm going to be rooting so hard for kalani sataki (laughs) and the cougars this season okay so so robbie we want to make sure that this commitment is firm because you know the transfer portal is all the rage you're not going to like (laughs) hop into the transfer portal are you no it is not flip miss i am not entering the portal it is i i am firm it is a verbal i am 1000 percent committed as every single commitment graphic says 1000 percent. i love it You're 10 co- toes down yeah. with byu is that is that what <laughs> yes. we're saying 100 percent. i don't even know what that means but i want some cougar tail as well i do want that that was also number five i need some cougar tail. you gotta get robbie to provo to oh yeah game of lavelle Edwards stadium yeah, are you gonna come out now now that you're on the you're not, you know you're a fan recruit are you gonna make a trip out here are you serious xm gonna gonna send you out this way because of this i'm going to twist every 
boss, manager, executive to get me to go out there. And even if they don't send me, which would be a, a, a shame if they didn't send me, but I will be heading out there just because, you know, I want to actually see these new environments in the Big 12. I know what most of the, uh, the schools offer here that have been here before. I know what those fan bases are. I want to go see a game there. And when they played Baylor last year, and I tuned on, I'm like, I know what BYU is, but I, I'm not necessarily watching them very often unless they're in a major marquee game. That was a game I was like, I will give everything to be in that environment. And I'm happy all the Baylor fans who came back and talked to me about it. They said it was one of the best environments they've ever been to. I want to be there. So, yes, I will be making that trip. Outstanding. Robbie Triano is a Sirius XM Big 12 producer. He is officially 100%, 10 toes down, whatever that means, Jason Shepard, a fan of BYU. Let's go rewind a little bit, and, and, and this is a fun thing you wanted to do. You, you threw it out on social media. At, at what point did you realize, like, holy cow, like this little stunt I pulled on Twitter is becoming like a phenomenon of sorts? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. My goal of it was to just, like, you know, get the new schools, like, excited about, you know, I work for SiriusXM Big 12 Radio. I just want to like get a feel about like these uncharted places that I don't know yet. I have a great feel for the rest of the schools. I want to get an online presence to see like, okay, what are, what am I working with Twitter wise? And what are we doing online wise? And when I put it out there, it blew up. I was getting people DMing me. I was getting people saying, you have to come to Houston. I was getting people like, you have to come to, to UCF and go in the bounce house. I had everybody courting me somewhat. But what really got me was the Cincinnati Bearcat. He started <laughs> tweeting me, and that's when I knew I'm living in a bizarro world. Like, what am I doing? Like, that's where I was really questioning, like, what exactly I was doing. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I didn't expect it to blow up like that. But when I picked BYU, that's really cemented because BYU fans were just overjoyed. I didn't even know, like, that it would get this large. I had the AD reaching out to me, Tom reaching out, and I was like, what is going on? He says, your letter of intent is coming. I was like, well, what's happening? I just put out a tweet. So, no, it was it was amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of this family now. And just, I will say, the fan base is incredibly strong online, and I can't imagine what they're like in person. So what were some of the other specific pitches that you got from some of the other schools? So a two-part question. That, what were some of the other pitches? And then in terms of Cincinnati, how many of the pitches were Skyline Chili related? It was only Skyline Chili. <laughs> I think that was the only thing that they could really offer me. Obviously, I'm not getting name, image, and likeness deals. That would be nice as a fan, <laughs> uh, but I not. But it was really just a lot of Skyline Chili. And for Houston, it was a lot of Red Bull with Dana Holgerson. They were offering me mm -hmm. Red Bull for that. And UCF, they were basically giving me tickets to Disney World. They said, oh, we're right by Orlando. You can go see all the amusement parks. Um, but the strongest offer was BYU, just for that sweet, sweet taste of potentially one day getting some cougar tail. I want that so bad. It wasn't even on my radar until, like, I posted it. I had no idea what cougar tail was. Now I've had dreams about cougar yeah. tail. Waking up, I'm going to, like, make my DIY, like, uh, do-it-yourself recipe back home. Who doesn't want a two-foot-long maple bar, Robbie? Come on, let's let's go. Can you eat that in one sitting, though? That's what I'm saying. Can, can oh, one yeah. person eat that in one sitting? Oh, yeah. You feel it after, but you can do it. You get very sick, <laughs> but yes, it, it can be. I've seen it done several times, and I've I'm going to Joey results. Chestnut it. I'm going to get it and then eat it in ten minutes. See, so you need to you need to get the you need to get the cougar tail and then wash it down with some delicious BYU Creamery chocolate chocolate milk. milk. Yes, very famous for the this chocolate milk thing? too. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. What? Oh yeah, BYU Creamery. Their own ice cream. Right. Their own ice cream. Their own ranch dressing. Their own chocolate milk. We got it all, Robbie. 
this cemented everything. I'm not only my 100%, 1,000% committed, I might just move to Provo now. This seems incredible. <laughs> I love it. Uh, as we've stated, you've been working with the Big 12, uh, I think you said four years now, as a SiriusXM Big 12 uh, radio producer. You see BYU coming, and Jason and I were just uh, talking about BYU being picked to finish 11th. And the conference, I mean, outside of Texas on paper, it feels like it's wide open. The Longhorns are the heavy favorite. Outside of that, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. What do you think of BYU in year one of the Big 12? And what are your expectations having dived into what they do, Kalani Satake, his staff changes, all the things that they're going to bring into the conference? Yeah, and the thing about BYU, I rate them a little bit higher. I had them ninth in my poll, which isn't too much. But the thing is, everything is such an unknown for the new four schools. And I really think that reflected in the poll. We know so much, and I voted in the poll as well, like we know so much about the other 10 schools. And I think we have a lot of homework still to do about the next four schools. And I really think we're going to find out as soon as, you know, play starts. But what BYU, I think, has the advantage over most of them is because they play power five talent Power five teams, especially in the Pac-12, you played Baylor last year. You play them more consistently than these other schools. I understand Cincinnati played in a college football playoff game. Understand UCF has that Florida base, and they're also playing other schools. Houston has a great recruiting base. But I really do think BYU has the advantage because they have that experience. And I really do think, I, I've, I hear this a lot, they have older players, more physical players. Kalani Satake, he, he, he instills that culture of being tough. They love to run the football in this league. And I do think a player that I voted newcomer of the year is Keaton Slovis. Mm. I understand people will, will bag on him because he transfers and he's gone to multiple different places. I really do think this is going to be a great fit for him and one that we can be saying, oh, is that an NFL type of quarterback? Maybe not a starter, but a quarterback that we can see on an NFL roster, having long success in the year, being on multiple teams. And I really do think he gives them an experience they need immediately in the Big 12. You look at Houston, who is their starting quarterback right now? Donovan Smith, who has some experience at Texas Tech, but he's not a seasoned veteran like at most of the other, other schools. Like That is an advantage that BYU has, and I think the experience, the, 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 the amount of talent that they have and the amount of experience they have playing Power 5 schools is really what's going to set them apart early on. What do you make of this conference this year? It's obviously you have the four schools coming in, and so there's all of the talk about that. Obviously, it's the final year for Texas and Oklahoma. How crazy could this conference season be? I, th I think it's going to be the most interesting conference in all of college football. It may not be the best because the SEC holds that crown, and I think will continue to hold that crown. But I think every single Big 12 game this year is a must-watch TV. I think... There are two teams right now that are ahead of everybody else. And that was reflected in the polls with Texas and Kansas State. I think right now the experience, the amount of talent they have back, and the level of coaching that they have yeah. kind of separates them from the rest of the league. TCU should be in there, but they've lost so much talent from that national championship runner-up team. So that's a team I don't really have. So from 3 to 14, I really think – put them in a bag, mix them up. I have no idea what to have with that. And that's where I think this league is so, so interesting with that. And I don't know if there's going to be a college football playoff contender. I don't know if there's going to be a national championship runner up level of team in this conference, but I do think this is going to be a great year for the league as a whole, in terms of interest, getting people involved. And I hope, I hope, I hope as a big 12 fan that a team either 
beats Oklahoma or Texas in the final or neither of them make the Big 12 championship. <laughs> because if Oklahoma or Texas either make the Big 12 championship and win it or they both play each other, that is a worst-case scenario for the Big 12. So a root, root, root for that to not happen. All right. Well stated. Robbie Triano with us on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, uh, we, we just got uh, something into the studio here. We have, we have a bottle of the BYU Creamery Reduced Fat Reduced Chocolate Fat milk. Chocolate Milk. This, we will have, and not, obviously not a, a half-empty one, we will have a full bottle of this, <laughs> as well as a cougar tail uh, and uh, some BYU Creamery Ranch dressing. Anything you want when you come out, it's yours, okay? Is there a way you can fax that to me, like, right now so I can drink it? Also, the fact that you said ranch, ranch dressing is my favorite condiment in the world Let's as a Midwesterner, so this is... It's like this right now. We are like this. Made right amazing. here on campus, Robbie. It's right cohesion. here. This is cohesion, my friend. Oh, my God. I need to get there now. I might just book a flight. I might just skip Big 12 media days and just go there while everybody else is at media days. I love it. Hey, uh, speaking of that, uh, are we going to see you in Dallas? Are you going to be there? Sadly not. I will be behind the scenes, but we are locked and loaded. It is going to be an amazing event. Channel 375 on Sirius XM and on College Sports Radio Channel 84. Tune in. You'll hear every player, every coach. It is incredible, and I cannot wait, and I'm so jealous because the BYU t people like said, are you going to be there? And I said, no. And they said, oh, we had Cougar Tail. And yes. I almost flipped my desk because I was, <laughs> I was so sad I was missing it. But I will be behind the scenes, and it's a great event. Hey, we're just building the anticipation for the inevitable visit to Provo, man. <laughs> hey, Robbie, have you received any BYU Sports Nation? Have you received a swag box by chance? I have not. Okay, um, we're gonna have to make. We're gonna have to change that. To that. Yeah, we're gonna yes. have to change that. Yes. That's something we can control, Robbie. That we can control. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. I am. I am in. Okay. I'm hundred percent committed to wearing your merch. If I knew that the milk and the ranch dressing would last during the <laughs> shipping process. Uh, I would send it too, but it probably wouldn't. I'll even drink it spoiled. I don't care. <laughs> send it. Hey, Robbie, it's great to have you on BYU Sports Station, man. Uh, welcome again to the fan base, to the fold of BYU fandom. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And go Cougs. Go you, Cougs. you got Here it. Here we go. Thanks, Robbie. Oh, that was, a, that was a fun interview. Uh, based out of Chicago, like you said, um, been covering the, the Big 12 for a number of years. I would love to have met him down there. It's, it's sad he's not going to be down there. No, it's, it's going to happen. It's oh, it'll happen. It's going to happen. He's going to get his swag box. He's moving here, apparently. It's going to move here. <laughs> Probably going to move just over on the other side of night. That way he's close to the creamery. Everyone works remotely these days, except for us. We come to the studio. But a lot of people work remotely. Let's let's have Robbie live in Utah, and he can do his stuff from Salt Lake City or Provo, whatever. Fine with that. Fine with that. Move up to Park City. And go wherever he wants. Go wherever you want. Wherever man. he wants. Right next to the creamery. That's right. All right. If you missed any interviews, deep blues, shows, or games, you can always find them on BYUSN.com or you can download the BYU TV app to get all the BYU TV sports content on demand. And did we witness one of the greatest shots in Jimmer Fredette's professional career over the weekend? Or just his basketball career in general? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Thought that guy in the mustache was Jacob Wilk, from the BYU baseball team at first. <laughs> Follow BYU Sports Nation on social Quite a media scene right there. for content <clears throat> throughout the day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back, everyone, to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jason. Let's roll out today's headlines. 
Presented by BYU Food To Go, the MVP of your next event. We've been talking about it. Kenneth Rooks wins the national championship at USA Nationals. After falling, Rooks won the 3,000 meter steeplechase with the time of 8.16.78. BYU's Courtney Wayment, also participating, placed third in the women's steeplechase final with a time of 9.14.63. Congratulations. Hey, it's both. what we do. We send steeplechasers or steeplers to the World Championships. BYU football picked to finish 11th in the Big 12 media poll. Cougars had that news released to them on Thursday, received 318 votes. Texas was picked to finish first. The Cougars are second out of the new four teams. UCF is the highest at number eight. Again, BYU Sports Station will be live at Big 12 media days in Arlington with tons of coverage, extensive coverage, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And coming up, or coming out about an hour and a half ago, women's volleyball picked to finish second in the preseason Big 12 preseason poll. The Texas Longhorns were picked first in the Big 12. BYU women's soccer and head coach Jen Rockwood have promoted Brent Anderson from assistant coach to associate head coach for the team in, as they move into the Big 12. Tasha Bell has been hired as a new assistant coach for BYU women's soccer as well. On the professional side, Ashley Hatch scored on the penalty kick in the 23rd minute of a 2-2 draw for the Washington Spirit against San Diego. Hatch's eighth goal of the season. Men's golf adds former Cal Bear Simon Kwan, who will have two years of eligibility left to play at BYU. Kwan is the current Utah State amateur champion. He attended Skyline High School in Salt Lake City. Also, former BYU golfer Peter Quest ties for 17th in the John Deere Classic Tournament. Quest secures temporary PGA Tour membership. Well done. Two weeks ago, he had no status whatsoever. Now he's uh, pretty good for the rest of the season. Incredible run for Peter Quest. Women's tennis picks up a transfer from West Virginia. Kendall Kovic, who was originally from Las Vegas, started in Morgantown. Now she moves to another Big 12 school in Provo. As a freshman with the Mountaineers, Kovic took the number one single spot on the roster with a 24 and 37 record. She spent much of the season in the number two double spot and was one of five women on the team to post 20 plus wins on the season. Men's volleyball signing an outside hitter from Pleasant View, Utah. That being Tennyson Lighthall. Lighthall will return after his mission in Melbourne, Australia and be ready to play in 2026. Jimmer Fredette back doing his thing. Professional basketball three on three in the world tour. He played in the FIBA Macau Masters. His Miami team finished sixth after losing to Ulaanbaatar, a Mongolian team. Jimmer and his team will compete next in Bordeaux, France on July 21st. Those are the headlines. Now we opinionate in the whip. Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. All right, you just talked about Jimmer. Uh, where does this shot rank in the all-time Jimmer shots? Well, I, we're, we're watching it right now. Like the spin, the fadeaway, the three. The, bank, the, the bank, bank is open. Yeah. Yes. Uh, friendly banking hours on the weekend, apparently. Uh, it's it's pretty good, Jason. But the bank, I don't. Jimmer's so good and so accurate. I don't. I don't think he called bank. So it was fun. But still, the iconic shot for me is the one that was on the Sports Illustrated cover. The cover. You see 
from the floor up. Yes. Yeah. That or the one over Billy Whitey at San Diego State. The crossover step back three like just lit the Marriott Center on fire. I'm also very, very uh, fond of the half court shot at Ooh, the Huntsman yeah. Center yeah. against yes. Utah. Great pull. Yeah, that's, Absolutely. that's kind of mine. The half court shot to yeah. secure a 32 point half. Yeah. I mean, the long distance three against Florida in the Sweet 16. Yeah. There's a lot to choose so from. So many. Yeah. Half court shot might be it. Major League Baseball draft started yesterday. Big first round picks going off the board. Do you expect any BYU baseball player to be drafted at any point in the 20 round draft? Um, not expecting it, but I'm hopeful. Like obviously the guy you immediately go to is Austin Deming. He was amazing. Triple, triple crown winner in the, in the yes. WCC. Uh, so I, I, I hope he gets a shot because I think he's pro potential, absolutely. It's it's Austin or bust, I think. Yeah. Like, it, I don't think anybody else is, is going to go in 20 rounds. The draft, the draft has been short. Yeah, it used, to be, it used to be 40, and so, yeah. It's been cut in half. Yeah, it's been cut in half. Austin's got the best shot. I hope it works out for him. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I'm expecting it, though. I don't know, maybe? Do they still lean on the, ah, oh, he's old, he's, he went to BYU, he's a return missionary. Like, is that, that's still a factor for these guys. Oh, look, I know there were people looking in on him during the season. There's no question about that. He, Give him a shot. He, people people are aware of Austin Dimming. I hope somebody the will get him. The dude can rake yeah, at the plate. No Come on. Yep. Up next, a national champion that really has inspired the world with his most recent performance. He fell, he got back up, and he won. Kenneth Rooks joins us to talk about the United States championship run in the steeplechase. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Wow, what a story this is! From falling to the finish and a national championship! Indeed, what a story, and welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with that fabulous introduction alongside Jason Shepard. I'm Spencer Linton. This is your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play, -play. and Jason, typically I kind of lead us into uh, some of the unusual stats, but I'd like to give you that opportunity well, thank today. you very much. Yeah. Let's get to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Kenneth Rooks is the first collegian to yeah. capture gold in the 3,000-meter steeplechase at the USA Championships since 1991. That's unbelievable. It gets better. The more you look into this, the results and everything we saw, it just gets better. It's unbelievable. Again, so with that video and that stat of the day given to us by Shep, we now welcome in the man of the hour, the man of the day, the man of the week, the month, the year maybe for BYU Athletics. Kenneth Rooks is joining us live on BYU Sports Nation once again, still repping the Y, still rocking that BYU SN karma. Kenneth, congratulations again on an unbelievable race. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's, it's been an exciting weekend. Yeah, let's sum it up. What has your weekend been like with uh, all of the love pouring in through social media and text messages and phone calls? You know, it's it's been uh, honestly I, I kind of amazing. I don't know exactly how to describe the weekend other than I'm grateful for the uh, the support that I've received. Uh, the expressions of gratitude people have shared and uh, the congratulations they've been giving me. Uh, it's 
it's just been, I, I'm just so grateful for so happy um, everyone is for me. And I'm so grateful for how well the race went um, with just the challenges I faced in the race with the fall. And um, it's just, it's a, it's a weekend that I'm going to remember for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. I have to imagine, Kenneth, that beyond anything physical, the mental part of trying to bounce back after the fall and it happening so early, that could have completely derailed everything that you had prepared for, yet it didn't. Take us through mentally how you overcame that. Yeah, so interestingly, um, I don't know exactly why I did this. Maybe I... Uh, maybe it was because I, I fell in a workout in practice a few weeks ago and I knew that uh, sometimes in the steeplechase things can happen that you can't control. Uh, I fell in this race and the person in front of me kind of stumbled really hard and made it difficult for me to you know, get my bearings on the hurdle and I, I just wasn't able to get over it and I, I fell. And so things happen that you can't control. Uh, I felt like I should have some sort of a plan just in case that happened. Um, I guess the Lord was looking out for me, helping me prepare. Uh, and so I had a plan in place that uh, if I fell, I just would get up and just work my way slowly uh, to, to get back to the pack because a quick burst of energy afterwards and try and catch back up right away might have burnt me out. Um, but... <laughs> to be able to have uh, the presence of mind to stay present in that moment uh, was really special. Um, I think just having that plan beforehand helped me just make that decision uh, fairly quickly after I got up. But definitely in my mind, when I first went down, I was just thinking, oh crap, uh, this is, I guess, uh, I, I guess this is where we're at right now. And uh, <laughs> is my race done? And then I got back up and I decided to like, okay, well, I'm just going to just keep going and see uh, however many people I can catch. Because one of my focuses in this race uh, was I wanted to make sure that I left everything out on the track, even if uh, the race didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Um, so I, I just got up and started going and, and I was able to reattach myself to the pack. And I did a lot better than I was expecting, uh, even at, even with the fall. I think that last uh, that last 150 meters, when I was driving to the finish, I think my mouth was wide open like the last 100 <laughs> meters, partially because I was trying to get some air, but partially because I was just like, holy holy cow, <laughs> like I'm actually I'm actually winning this thing. How is this happening? And uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of my, uh, my mind in the race. I also had a, actually, I, I didn't think about this beforehand, but when I first fell, like Henry Marsh's name came into my mind right away. Cause he used to, um, actually just go out just at the back of the pack at the beginning of the races and just slowly move his way up and just run his own pace and within himself. And so that's, that also came into my mind too, um, that I needed to run a little bit like Henry Marsh. He is an NCAA national champion, a United States track and field national champion, the best steeplechaser in the world for, we think, okay? We're just, we're just gonna make it the world, okay, Kenneth? I know you got things to accomplish still, but in our BYU world, you are number one, incredible stuff. 
Now, let, let me retrace something you said. You had a plan in place if you fell, because you fell in training. It's like, so in a weird way, was that frustrating moment the best thing that ever could have happened to you in that practice run for you to fall? Um, I, I think so. Um, like I said, maybe, maybe the Lord was preparing me, um, for this, for this, for this moment. Uh, you know, it's sometimes I think falling, you may just think, well, okay, I fell, just got to get back up, get onto the next one. And, uh, that's, I mean, that mindset, um, is kind of what I brought into the race with me is just, I just had to pick myself back, back up and just, just move forward, not worry about it. Um, just, yeah, how, it definitely betrayed me. Kenneth, how important was that last water jump for you in order to be able to ultimately win? Because you nailed the last water jump. <laughs> Yeah, that last water jump and, and that last hurdle were really important. I, I actually, with about um, 250 meters to go, um, I was I was moving uh, with with the guys, and I started to get really tired, and I was starting to think, oh no, I'm starting to get starting to tighten up here a little bit. Um, but being able to get around, get that last water jump, just gave me that burst to get around, move up into second from fourth. And um, I, I think I got maybe a little bit of energy from the crowd there um, uh, just because the crowd was just roaring uh, at that point. And uh, I just got a little bit of extra energy to just stay focused, get a really good last water jump, get a really good last hurdle. If I, if, if I didn't get um, those, if, if my water jump or my, um, my last hurdle were not as good, I probably wouldn't have won that race. So... It was it was really important. Hey, I'm finishing I, there. I know we were giving you a hard time about uh, your low key celebration when you won the NCAA title. I thought this celebration was fantastic. The the dual arms over. I thought I thought that improved. Kenneth, how'd you feel about that? Oh, I felt I felt good about it. I I think <laughs> that um, I was just a little bit more uh, emotional about this one just because of uh, the I came back from from the fall uh, and I just really couldn't really contain my extra excitement. <laughs> I mean, I was excited winning, winning nationals as well, but uh, it was, it was a little bit cooler uh, winning USA's after falling. Oh uh, yeah, for uh, sure. Like I did. In the you you understand that you've become like a life lesson in church and school and just for all athletes. Yeah, you're going general. to be you, used you, as an example for a lot of things. You, moving you forward, know yeah. what you've done, right? <laughs> Yeah, I I think I know what I've done. I mean, people have been talking to me about it too, uh, and I I mean after the race I did uh, you get to do a little victory lap for the top three people and uh, just everybody who's going around uh, was telling me congratulations and uh, how impressed they were and what kind of life lessons it can teach and just being expressing their gratitude to me for that and congratulations. It took me so long to get around the edge of the for my victory lap because everybody was taking <laughs> pictures and congratulating me and um i had some I, there were some you know track coaches who were there like i'm gonna show my athletes a video of this race and so i i think i recognized pretty soon after the race kind of what that meant in in that uh, bigger picture kind of a thing and 
how inspirational that can be. And yeah, I mean, people text me and text me the same thing as well. And <laughs> coaches have been talking the same thing. It's right. pretty cool. So, so what's next? We, I mean, Olympics, like where, where are we at with this? Well, uh, I just uh, basically qualified for the world championships. That's next. World championships is in August. Um, still figuring out, uh, everything that will happen between now and then my coach and I have talked about our training plan. We have a plan, um, uh, moving forward. Then, uh, right now, uh, I'm currently planning to come back and run cross country in the fall. Uh, and I mean, that's, that's what the plan is right now, at least. And, um, that's what's next for me. And then we'll build up, uh, for the Olympic trials next year. Uh, I got a really good shot considering I, I won this year. Indeed, indeed yeah, you do. Champs. Understatement there, <laughs> Kenneth. <laughs> indeed you yeah, do. It's, yeah, it's a little bit of an <laughs> Now, just uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the World Championships are in Budapest, right? Yes. Okay. Budapest. Hey, let's let's give you some BYU Sports Nice and Karma. Keep that rolling into Budapest, Hungary. And uh, we're spoiled, man. Your, your plan is to come back and run a BYU as uh, the United States national champion. That's incredible. Uh, we're so stoked for you. Can't wait to talk to you again. We are definitely watching closely. Kenneth, thanks for uh, the time and your busy schedule. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Kenneth. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. You got it, man. Listen, what, what else can he do? What else can he do as a collegiate athlete in his sport that hasn't been done other than winning a world championship? Yeah, I'm going to assume... I don't know this for a fact. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark that Kenneth Rook's name was probably mentioned during several lessons yesterday at church. <laughs> Agree or disagree? Well, 100%. 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. What a, what a great story. And I, I love the fact that you had guys like RG3 that were coming out and talking about him and how great it was and all the national, you know, you, you had all the national companies, whether it was obviously NBC was going to do that, but you know, everybody was talking about Kenneth Rooks over the weekend. It was a national story. And the, the yeah. never-give-up attitude. Fantastic. Love that. So cool. All right. Is Kenneth's win the single greatest accomplishment for a Cougar in recent memory? Maybe ever in your mind? We'll discuss next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Athletics. Our question of the day, did Kenneth Brooks just pull off the greatest individual performance by a BYU Cougar ever? If not so, since when? Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Craig Fan on Instagram says, uh, ever. Well, there you go. Can't argue with that. Today's Rise of Shadow presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Who else other than Kenneth Brooks? And our thanks to today's guest, Robbie Triano, and the man of the hour, Kenneth Brooks. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to gold medalist Mike Burton. See you tomorrow. Go Cougs.